Hola, hello, bienvenido, and welcome to the Clear Birth Podcast. I am your host, Annette Perel. Whether you're a first-time listener or a loyal returning guest, I want to extend a warm hola and hello to each and every one of you. For those of you who are new here, I encourage you to explore our previous podcast episodes. And to all our returning listeners, muchas gracias. Thank you for joining us once again. Now, before we dive into today's episode, let's take care of a few housekeeping matters. Throughout the show, I'll be referring to our segments as trimesters, mirroring the stages of pregnancy. So we have the first trimester, the second trimester, and the third trimester, each representing a unique part of our discussion. Additionally, instead of side notes, we'll be introducing Braxton Hicks. These moments will provide valuable information, share captivating stories, and offer deeper insights into the topic we're exploring. In this episode, we're diving deep into a topic that's as ancient as humanity itself, the purpose of pain and labor. Now I know that might sound a bit daunting, but fear not. We're going to explore this with a lighthearted twist and maybe even share a laugh or two along the way. Now, one of the biggest pet peeves that I have about birth is the conversations around birth are mostly centered around pain of labor. It's quite the paradox, isn't it? We cheer heartily for athletes like Serena Williams, applauding their remarkable displays of strength, speed, and perseverance. We're captivated by their resilience, their relentless drive to overcome challenges. Yet when it comes to childbirth, it's almost as if we've entered a different realm. Now let's jump into the show. First trimester, say her name. This segment, we normally take a moment to honor the memory of Black women who have tragically lost their lives as a result of systemic neglect and medical racism. Startling statistics reveal that Black women face a maternal mortality rate that is three to four times higher than that of white women. And a significant portion of these fatalities can be attributed to biased practices and neglect. I'm changing it up for this episode. For every woman that has passed from medical neglect while trying to give birth, there are thousands of women who have had close calls. Today, I'm sharing the story of Samantha Blackwell. Samantha Blackwell was pursuing her master's degree at Cleveland State University when an unexpected pregnancy changed her course. Her athletic background and overall good health couldn't prevent the crisis that followed childbirth. A seemingly routine process turned into a life-threatening ordeal, putting her in a coma for over a month due to a rampant infection. This alarming situation is not an isolated incident. Investigations by NPR and ProPublica have unearthed a disconcerting pattern the maternal mortality rate for American mothers during childbirth is considerably higher than in any other developed nation. Shockingly, for every maternal death, approximately 70 women experience severe complications, totaling over 50,000 cases annually. 
as per the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The Alliance for Innovation on Maternal Health projects the number to be even higher, around 80,000. These near-death experiences often result in physical and emotional trauma with severe health implications like kidney problems, heart attacks, and infertility. Disturbingly, the United States witnesses a steep rise in severe childbirth complications, surpassing the increase in maternal mortality rates. The main factor contributing to this trend are the rising average age of childbirth and the increasing prevalence of health conditions like obesity, hypertension, and diabetes among American women. NPR and ProPublica's extensive inquiry uncovered over 5,000 stories of childbirth-related deaths and complications. Alicia Nichols shares her experience for postpartum hemorrhage, where inadequate medical attention led to a life-threatening situation, illustrating a widespread issue where maternal concerns are often overlooked. The repercussions of these complications extend beyond the medical realm. The financial burden of treating severe complications adds strain to an already overwhelmed healthcare system. The cost of care for these instances, which includes ICU stays, transfusions, and dialysis, is substantial. Additionally, emotional and psychological trauma can persist for mothers, affecting their overall well-being. By addressing the high rate of severe maternal complications, not only can lives be saved, but significant cost savings can be realized as well. Second trimester. A couple of years into my career, I had a client who had an HBAC. Now we've spoken about VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after C-section. But what is an HBAC? An HBAC is a home birth after C-section. And this birth was 48 hours long for me. It was longer for my client. Let's start the story. My client's first birth was in a hospital. She was induced and her labor stalled at a certain point, meaning that she was five centimeters dilated for many hours and her cervix didn't dilate past five centimeters at that point. Her doctor called for a C-section. When she was in the operating room, she asked her doctor for a double suture, Braxton Hicks. Double suturing after a C-section strengthens the cesarean scar and allows for moms to attempt a VBAC. Back to the show. Making her a better candidate for a VBAC, a vaginal birth after cesarean. At her six-week appointment, she followed up with her doctor and she asked her if she put a note in her file that said she was double sutured. Her doctor asked her why, and she explained for her second baby she was going to have a VBAC. Her doctor strongly advised her against it. She also informed my client that she would have to have a section if she stayed with her practice. My client decided she was going to have an HBAC, home birth after cesarean section. 
She had a family member who was in the medical field and would call her about her decision and had several people in the medical field call her to inform her of the risk. Can you imagine making an informed decision and having your family member not support you, but also actively trying to change your mind? Braxton Hicks. HBAC is illegal in some states. Check the laws in your state to find out. It was illegal in New Jersey, the state my client was having her home birth. Now let's get back to the story. We had discussed prenatally what would happen if the outcome was my client needed to transfer to the hospital. We had agreed that the client, her husband, and I would transfer to the hospital if needed. It was very unlikely but it's birth. And having these conversations before labor is helpful to manage expectations. The client decided to have a home birth. She found a midwife who would support her and her husband and was fully also very supportive of having an HBAC. When my client went into labor, I joined them, even though it seemed a little early. She had only been laboring for a few hours. When I arrived, we decided to go out for a long walk on the pier. It was summer, not too hot, but there was a nice little breeze. We walked for 30 minutes in one direction and then back to their apartment. Her contractions were still far apart, six-ish minutes or so. We ordered lunch. We walked around the building. We walked the halls. We walked the stairs and we did lunges. A few hours later, the midwife arrived. My client didn't want to know how much she progressed. The midwife informed me, and technically, this was still early labor. She was four centimeters dilated, 90% of face. It was a good exam. Early, but still a good exam. The midwife left and would return in a few hours. Braxton Hicks. Picture this. Serena Williams serves an ace. And we're all in awe of her power and precision. But when a woman brings a new life into the world, she's serving an ace of her own, an ace of strength, courage, and the miracle of creation. So why do we experience pain during labor? Well, believe it or not, it's not just about causing misery. Our bodies are smarter than that. Pain in labor serves as a purpose. And it's all about communication. Just like how your body tells you to take your hand off a hot stove, pain and labor signals that something monumental is happening. Think of it as a cosmic message saying, hey, get ready. A little miracle is about to take place. It's like your body's way of preparing you, your baby, and the entire universe for this amazing transition. Now let's get back to the show. If you are a long-time listener, then you know what's next. Everything was on repeat. We went for a walk. We walked inside the halls. We walked up the stairs. We walked down the stairs. We walked back outside on the boardwalk. Just a continuous loop of walking, resting, eating, Most people think that labor is all about work from beginning until the end, but sometimes the uterus can get fatigued. 
the contractions may space out. In these moments, I would suggest taking a break and trying to get some rest. I offered her an opportunity to rest, eat, shower, and or take a bath. Braxton Hicks. Endorphins, the magical allies. Now let's talk about endorphins, those fabulous natural pain relievers our body releases. Endorphins are like little superheroes that swoop in when things get tough, like the sidekick to your goddess birthing experience. They help to balance the intense sensations and create a sense of euphoria and empowerment. Remember how athletes often talk about a runner's high? Well, birthing parents can have their own version of that, the birther's high. It's that moment when you realize I'm doing something incredible and I'm capable of so much more than I thought, the birth of strength. Imagine for a moment the journey of an athlete. They train, they push their limits, they experience discomfort, but they come out stronger, both physically and mentally. Childbirth is no different. The pain you feel during labor isn't a weakness. It's your strength helping you to bring your baby into the world. Just like Serena Williams didn't become a tennis champion overnight, becoming a parent involves a process of growth, transformation, and embracing the challenges. The pain you experience isn't just something to endure. It's a part of your story, a chapter that adds depth to the incredible tapestry of your life. Now let's get back to the show. My client decided to take a bath when she got out. She rested in between her contractions. I got her comfortable on her bed and set her up so she could rest for a few hours. After she got up from her rest, and I say rest intentionally because you're not going to get four hours of continuous sleep, but you can rest your body in between. But after she got up from her rest, we got her something to eat and decided to go for another walk. This process went on throughout the night. The midwife returned late the next morning. When she came in, we all felt a sense of relief. It was nice to have new energy with us. The midwife suggested her partner and I get some rest, which we did. He went into their bedroom and I was on the guest room floor. Listen, doulas will get rest where and when we can get it. When I was four months pregnant, I slept on a hospital floor while I was working. My client didn't know I was pregnant. I ran into her one day on the train with my son. She asked me how old he was. And when I told her, she yelled, you were pregnant when you slept on the floor in the hospital at my birth. <laughs> I smiled and I told her, yeah, that's my job. I'm a doula. Also, I will know I was not on the bare floor. I made a pallet with chucks and blankets. You know, trust me, I cleaned the floor in the area I was first and did all of that before I laid down on the floor. Just to be clear, it is a hospital after all. In the morning, I showered and we ate breakfast. The midwife was coming back in a few hours. My client was feeling refreshed and ready for now day two of labor. I was with them at this point. 24 hours. When the midwife came, she asked how the client felt about continuing and if she didn't progress, possibly transferring to the hospital. My client was very upset at the thought of transferring to the hospital because she knew they would not give her Pitocin to augment her labor if she needed it. 
they would only offer her a C-section. When she checked her dilation, she was eight centimeters dilated. She felt very excited to hear that. She made so much progress. She was encouraged by her progress to continue and stay home and continue in laboring. Braxton Hicks, celebrating the journey. Let's take a moment to shift our perspective. Instead of viewing labor pain as a curse, let's embrace it as a gift. A gift that showcases the strength, resilience, and awe-inspiring capabilities of the human body. Just like we stand in admiration of athletes and their triumphs, let's stand in awe of birthing parents and their incredible journeys. And hey, maybe next time you're watching any of the women in sports you love, you'll think, wow, she's amazing. Just like every birthing mom out there. Remember, you're not alone on this journey. We're here with you, celebrating every triumph, embracing every challenge, and cherishing every moment of your unique and incredible experience. Oxytocin, also known as the love hormone, it's the hormone you release when you kiss, hug for longer than 30 seconds, and orgasm, a magical player in the labor game. This marvelous hormone takes center stage during labor, fostering emotional connections, social bonds, and yes, even the contractions that accompany childbirth, leading to the grand finale, the birth of a new life, channeling your animal instincts. While we humans might think we're on a unique path with labor pains, let's take a leaf out of the Animal Kingdom's book. Other mammals go through labor too, and they often display incredible blend of instinct and resilience. Just like a lioness fiercely protects her cubs or a dolphin navigating the waters of labor, nature has gifted creatures with the wisdom to embrace pain as part of the journey. So when you're in the midst of labor, remember that you're channeling an age-old connection to the very essence of life on this planet. It's like joining a timeless dance that countless species have participated in since the time immemorial. Now let's jump back into the show. After a few more hours, my client was laboring on the toilet and had a couple of contractions that sounded like she was pushing. The midwife checked her and she was fully dilated. She pushed for three hours in a variety of positions. When her baby was born, she held her and she cried tears of joy while exclaiming over and over again, I did it, I did it, I did it, with tears streaming down her face. I cried <laughs> true tears of joy with her because she went through a journey to have this baby on her terms. As always, remember, you're never alone on this journey. We stand beside you, celebrating your victories, embracing your struggles, and cherishing every single instant of this unique and awe-inspiring adventure. Third trimester. Truly one of my favorite things to do is read your reviews. And this review 
says, clear birth repositions an important role in time where modern medicine has shifted the role that doulas once had to one of obscurity. The Clear Birth Podcast serves to reposition that very important role that women who do the work have in humanizing the labor experience and repositioning the women who do so much work to their rightful and respectful place. From Foie Gras. Thank you, Foie Gras. And I'd like to say a little disclaimer. The Clear Birth Podcast provides general information and discussions. It's not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your medical condition. Thank you for listening. I would appreciate it if you would leave a review and rate the podcast five stars. It helps other people find the podcast. Please check the show notes for resources from this episode. I love to hear from you and will read your review on a future episode. If you have any questions or comments, you can also send me an email at clearbirthpodcast at gmail.com. Happy birthing! This podcast was edited and managed by Wordy Productions.